Welcome to Yin Untangled. I'm Kat Mead. Welcome everyone to this latest episode of Yin Untangled. I am your host, Kat Mead, owner of The Yin Method. And in today's episode, I wanted to have a little chat about trauma and how yoga can help with the process of moving through our trauma. Before we get into that, now usually at the end of the episode, I will ask you to head to my website, theyinmethod.com, and sign up to my mailing list or go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, leave me a written review and a five-star rating, uh, or give me any feedback you like. But I decided to bring that to the top of the episode today. Um, on my website at the moment, so if you head to theyinmethod.com slash feedback, I have a little poll there, uh, which is just really a request to find out what you want out of this podcast. I, as I mentioned on my show on the episode last week, I am toying with the idea of either starting a second podcast to talk about intuitive things, mysticism, energy, stuff like that. Uh, or to add that kind of stuff into this show as well, or just to keep it as yin yoga. So I'd just really love to know what you think about that. So go to the yinmethod.com slash feedback. All you have to do is click a button, click submit. I won't know who it is or who's done it. Great if you can do that. If you don't want to, that's fine as well. But also on that page, there is a little feedback request form as well. So if you want to leave me some more specific feedback, I would be very grateful. You can leave your name on that or not. Um, And again, if you don't want to, that's totally fine. But all of this stuff kind of helps me to learn and grow and keep offering content here that is useful, not just to me. Uh, Thank you to everyone who has already headed, 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 headed on over. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) To everyone who has gone on over to my website, uh, if you're on my mailing list already, you may have already gone over there and done that. So thank you. And yeah, that's really all of the things at the top of the episode before we get started. So talking about trauma and how yin yoga can help or yoga in general. So I believe that often we are drawn to understand things that we need to the most. We are drawn to things that apply to us. We're drawn to them because they need us just as much as we need them. I am no expert by any stretch of the imagination in trauma or in mental health. I have a fairly basic understanding of it, I think. But when I read about it and learn more about it, it makes total sense to me and understanding trauma itself and the ways that it can affect our bodies and our reactions and our entire lives makes sense. And also understanding the various ways that we can deal or not deal with our traumas makes sense to me. Uh, It's something that I'm starting to become more and more interested in. Um, It's something I think I've always been interested in it, but now I've kind of gone on over into the I must learn about this kind of um, phase. Uh, So yeah, I'm really interested in this topic of trauma in general, how um, 
moving our bodies or not moving our bodies can assist. Uh, Yeah, so that's why we're talking about it. So I've heard it said that no one gets out of childhood without trauma. Um, I've also heard it said that our birth is the very first trauma we experience. You know, we're taken from a place that is hopefully very comfortable and thrust into the world. Often there are bright lights, there's noise, there's a lot of emotion. When you think about it, it's really a lot. Not everyone has that experience of birth. But anyway, hopefully this trauma, if you want to call it that, is fairly short-lived as we're put into our mother's arms and we immediately remember or we learn that we're safe. We're safe in our skin, we're safe in our body, we're safe in our human experience. Now, as we grow and learn and have experiences, there are many ways for us to experience trauma. And it's not just what people think of or what you might or many people think of as trauma. It doesn't have to be some big single event. Trauma can be generated from consistent behavior of the people around us, often our caregivers. It can be a condescending comment, you know, made over and over, something that wears us down. It can be the way someone makes us feel, like making us feel bad or dirty or unlovable or unworthy. Things that embed into our being and shape the way we think about ourselves. It can be in not being seen or heard or being told that as children, we shouldn't be seen or heard. Um, I don't think that's all that uncommon. It can be our parents or our caregivers or our teachers or our pastors or whoever else's trauma that is unresolved or not dealt with that can also imbue itself into our own experience, our own ideas, our own prejudices. Generational trauma is a thing and you don't even have to be the one who has experienced trauma or experienced something to feel the traumatic effects of it. It can be passed down through generations. Now, I'm very aware there's actually a lot of big concepts there that I just kind of went through really fast and they do need to be unpacked more. But as I already said, I am far from being an expert in trauma and the ways that trauma can be generated or dealt with. So if you're interested in unpacking more about this, I really highly recommend reading a book called How to Do the Work by Nicole LaPera. If you're on Instagram, she is at the.holistic.psychologist. And she's honestly just like a breath of fresh air. Uh, I'll put a link to her in the show notes and a link to her book as well. Um, It'll be where it's available in Australia. Buy it wherever you want. I'm sure it's not hard to find. It was not hard to find for me. It's very popular at the moment. Um, But yeah, it's just a breath of fresh air. I feel like everything she puts up is so relatable. It's not, you know... Um, dripping in science talk. It's very easy to understand human level insight and science-backed stuff about trauma and how to deal with it and how it shows up in people's lives. So she's definitely worth a follow. Her book is worth a read and actually do the work if you need to in the book. Uh, I'm working my way through it at the moment and it's, yeah, it's really great. There's heaps of other incredible resources in the world about trauma as well, of course. I'll link some more in the show notes, but there's Peter Levine, 
there is Brene Brown talks about a lot of different things on her podcast, but her latest episode as of today uh, was with Oprah and a doctor, I believe it's Dr. Perry, and I'm going to buy his book as well. Look, I have a shopping cart full of books on a website here uh, that I keep adding to, so I'm probably going to buy them all. But anyway, uh, he they wrote a book called What Happened to You? And it just sounds really interesting talking about uh, looking at some behaviors of some people and instead of saying, well, why are you doing that? You know, going deeper into people's past and saying, well, what happened to you? And sometimes that means that you say, well, of course you're doing this. Of course this is your behavior. How could you not kind of thing? So that's really interesting. I will definitely link some more resources in the show notes for you to have a look at if you're interested. So in my experience of trauma, there are probably two or maybe three big events that I can easily point to that have had a hand in shaping my personal lived experience of how trauma or stress or a stress response manifests in my everyday life. The effects of trauma live in our body. Our bodies are pretty amazing things. We are designed and equipped to be able to deal with stressful events and then come back to a state of equilibrium. But sometimes our nervous system can go a bit haywire. When we are either dealing with a prolonged stressful event or something that is sudden and over in an instant, our body will activate the sympathetic nervous system. So this is where fight or flight happens which you've most likely heard of. We get an increase in adrenaline and other hormones so that we can run, fight, or be awake and aware enough to focus on tasks and to do something to keep ourselves safe. Personally, I can actually be quite effective when in a sympathetic nervous system response. If it's happening for a reason, which is the whole point. So, you know, there's some crisis, whatever, and you get an almost laser focus and you can concentrate, delegate and problem solve. You can focus on the tasks at hand and be helpful. The problem for me is that sometimes I get stuck there or my body goes into this response when it's not necessary because for some reason my body is reminded of when it has been needed in this state before and my tissues remember. So it could be a look a feeling, a sensation, a memory, a sound, a smell. Usually this response will be happening in my body before I even have the time to register that something is off with my mind. So it's very much a case of, for me, the stress response starting before my mind can catch up. And once my mind catches up, if I'm in a stress response, my mind just goes crazy with it. Uh, yeah. So that's something that can really happen and that really makes you feel unsafe in your body. It makes you not trust your body, which I've spoken about on this podcast before. So if we haven't dealt with something, our body will often keep reacting as if it's still happening or if it's happening happening again. Trauma, or being stuck in it, can make us feel unsafe, even when we're tucked up in the most comfortable, serene, safe place imaginable because our body remembers. And so even if we have dealt with something on some level, or if we are in the 
process of dealing with it, our body can still have this response because it remembers. Now, this is where using yoga as a therapy can be really helpful, but I'm going to circle back to that. Now, I've just talked about the sympathetic nervous system and how we can get stuck there or we can be activated there even when it's not necessary. And the flip side of that is the parasympathetic nervous system response. This is our rest and digest. For the most part, this is considered a really good place to be. Um, But I was just reading an article on a website called Yoga International. There will be a link in the show notes that was telling a story of a woman who was actually getting stuck in a parasympathetic response. And it was really not helpful to her. She was in a situation where she had to tell her story of something that had happened to her over and over in a legal or court situation. And when it was too much, she would just shut down. She wouldn't have a sympathetic reaction, so she wouldn't go into fight or flight. You know, we'd often think about that coming from someone under heavy stress. She'd go the other way and close off. She would disassociate her from her feelings and go numb. And this is completely my uh, take on this, but it's possible that somehow that's how she'd learned to cope in previous situations. Switch off, take yourself offline almost, and take yourself somewhere else until a traumatic event has passed. So it's totally possible for us to do that. That's kind of what happens when, I think, (laughs) when we dissociate and when we numb ourselves. We remove ourselves from the stressful situation or... We remove ourselves from being able to have a stress response to a situation because it feels safer to do it that way. And I should also say the parasympathetic nervous system response is where our blood pressure lowers, we feel calmer, we feel sleepy, we, yeah, we feel calmer. Now, what does this have to do with yoga? So when we've experienced trauma and are living with its effects, we can start to feel unsafe in our bodies. As I've already said, we start to mistrust the sensations we're feeling and the feelings we experience. And this can lead to disconnection, numbing tendencies, or maybe even trying to control everything. Feeling like if we can control everything in our experience, then that'll make us feel safer. These are all things I've experienced, uh, plus panic attacks that have come out of the blue. Um, I don't really experience those so much anymore, um, but I did have a few last year. I think there was really two of them within the same week, (laughs) but I know why they occurred. And both times I had incredible support available from people who knew exactly what to do to help me through them. When you are in the midst of a stress response or if you're dissociating or numbing yourself as many trauma survivors or as I like to call them, people, deal with on regular basis, maybe not even regular basis, it might happen every so often out of the blue, Uh, it can be easy to forget that everything we feel in our bodies has a start and an end. So bodily functions, sensations, emotions, they all work in cycles. They peak, they dissipate. Even our organs have certain times of day where they are in their peak period of where they are working and where they are most active. And they have periods where they are more passive. 
that that would actually be something good to talk about in another episode. So that's in my mind now. (laughs) But when something feels really big in our body and in our experience, especially when it's overwhelming, it can really feel like it's something we're going to be dealing with, you know, this incredible discomfort of that forever. Like I said before, my body will sometimes go into a stress response before my mind can catch up. And if it's really intense, my mind will just start cycling with it and it will forget all logic, all reason. And it just feels like I'm never going to get out of that place. But if you've ever practiced yin yoga, you'll know that there is a focus on letting yourself feel what you feel to watch it, to witness it, to notice how it changes and notice how your breath changes. Notice what your mind is doing with this sensation and this discomfort and to sit with it. When we do this, we're teaching our body and our nervous system that A, it's safe for us to feel discomfort. B, what we feel more often than not has an impermanence to it. And C, how to move through discomfort and stress responses in our daily lives, not just on the yoga mat. So this is where we create resilience and where we teach ourselves, as I said, to move through discomfort. Yin yoga also helps to bring us into our parasympathetic nervous system. But as I was mentioning earlier with the story of the woman who was going into this numbing and dissociating response, It is possible to be too much in the parasympathetic nervous system, to be too yin. (laughs) In this case, and in the example in the article, a therapist assisted her in those moments to activate and energize, so activate her sympathetic nervous system in a slow, safe way, not to take her into fight or flight, but to give her energy to be able to keep going and not to just retreat. So... Our body remembers. It remembers the good and it remembers the bad. And that means that we can teach it. We can teach our body. We can rewire our mind and our habits and our reactions. And we can regulate our nervous system. All of this takes practice. Sometimes this can be really overwhelming. And if you're someone who is dealing with PTSD or high levels of anxiety, It can be really helpful to not just go to a public yoga class. I mean, you can, but seriously, I still struggle a lot of the time to be in public yoga classes, regardless of where it is or regardless of who the teacher is, because sometimes moving my body or being still in my body can bring up sensations that make me want to run. And it makes me uncomfortable to think that I might have to run. (laughs) Um, So I'm still learning to sit with and move through uncomfortable but impermanent sensations and stuff coming up out of my body. So not just to go to a public yoga class if that feels like too much, but maybe to seek out a trauma-informed yoga teacher or maybe even a yoga therapist or a psychologist or psychotherapist who also has a background in yoga therapy who can effectively work with you and your reactions and responses, and teach you individually to move through these impermanent states of sensation and emotion in a way that feels safe for you. So I do truly believe that most of us need to work in both a somatic, so a body-based way, 
and to use some kind of other therapy like seeing a psychologist to move through our shit, our stuff, basically. Full disclosure, seeing a psychologist is something I've been putting off doing. (laughs) There were two on my list that I wanted to see, one that I've seen before, but when I went to book, neither of them were available for any time in the foreseeable future and they had no wait list available. They were just not available which kind of made me throw my hands in the air and say it's too hard. Um, There is someone who I think looks really good and who may be a good fit for me, but I have not taken the time yet to action that and pick up the phone and book in. But it will happen in good time. One thing at a time, I've decided to be kind to myself where I'm at, not where I think I should be. So that was my very brief and very surfacy, I think, overview of trauma of what happens in our bodies, in our nervous system, in our mind when we go through a stress response and go through uh, trauma and when we don't deal with it. And, you know, not even just when we don't deal with it. Sometimes we can deal with it and it will still come up at a later date. That just happens sometimes, I think. And, yeah, a little really quite a brief overview of how yin yoga and yoga itself can help and it's not just yoga it can be meditation and breath work as well but meditation can be quite tricky especially if you have things in your head in your mind that uh, feel like too much or feel uncomfortable to think about when it's quiet so that's where guided meditation can be really good you know you don't have to just sit in silence to meditate you can do a yoga nidra practice or do a guided meditation or listen to music or your meditation might be going for a walk and listening to the birds or listening to the wind or listening to the sound of the trees. It doesn't have to be sitting down in stillness. You might go surfing, you might go whatever, you might go for a run, that might be your meditation. It all helps, it all works. Breath work is really great too because it brings you back into the present moment, into your body, into feeling exactly what's happening in your body and it can really bring you down into your parasympathetic nervous system. But as I said, sometimes you need to activate and energize instead to move through some stuff. All right, we are going to leave it there. This was a slightly longer episode than usual and I was not expecting that. If you have any feedback, as I said at the start of the episode, please get in touch. My email address is theyinmethod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at theyinmethod. My website is theyinmethod.com. Head on over, check it out, get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for being here. I'll catch you again soon. Bye. Mm-hmm.